Well, it's so good to see you guys. Today we are continuing in the same theme that we started last week, and that's Sabbath. Talking about that ceasing, that rest that means to cease. And in Leviticus we find a festival that is to happen in the first day of the seventh month which happens to be tonight in Laughlin and 2002 Laughlin, Nevada. That means it's tonight at 6.31 p.m. when sun sets. That's when the first day starts. Because remember, in the, there was evening and then there was morning, day one, found in Genesis chapter one. So they practiced that there was evening, then there was morning, and that starts tonight. So Rosh Hashanah, the Festival of the Trumpets begins tonight. Originally a one-day event, a one-day celebration. But because of the difference in the calendar and the diaspora, which is when, what we call when the Jewish people were spread out after uh, the um, exile in the Persian period, and then they stayed spread out. It became a two-day event. And so today is, well, tonight begins the month of Tishri, which Rosh Hashanah falls into. Rosh Hashanah means the head of the new year. Which can get a little confusing for us as we think it's the seventh month, but it's the head of the year. Something's wrong with your math. But this is based on a, um, the harvest calendar. And it is, well, think school's calendar. You guys remember your school calendar? When did it start? August, maybe September. That was the beginning of the year. Even though it wasn't January, it was still the beginning of the year. Same kind of thing going on here. You have another calendar over top of another calendar. So this is on the seventh month is when the, this, this festival, the head of the new year. Um, and it's the day, we call it the Festival of Trumpets in our English versions because it's the day in which the so far the ram's horn is blown a hundred times. I'm not going to blow mine. I have it, but I'm not going to blow it. I, I have not developed that skill yet. But it's blown a hundred times to serve as a wake-up call for the people of Israel. A call to remember their sin and to repent. It's a Sabbath time, a time of ceasing. To not do any work, but to trust in God. The sofar will be blown in, in three different types of blasts. Uh, one is a long, sob-like blast. Another is a, a series of three short, short wailing blasts. And then 
nine piercing bursts. And there will be greetings and candles to be lit and prayers to be given during this time of what is a celebration. All of Jewish festivals have this this sense of mourn as well as celebration. It's a time where there's a, there's a, there's there's a, a mourning and a joke in all Jewish ceremonies, right? There's celebration in this. There's always happiness to remember their salvation. On this time, one of the observances that they will take place on and is on the first afternoon of Rosh Hashanah, provided it's not another Shabbat, it is customary to go to a body of water, ocean, river, lake, pond, and perform what's called the Tishalik, Tashalik, which is a... Um, a ceremony in which you ceremonially cast your sins into the, the, the water. The word uh, tashalek means to throw away. You throw your sins into the water in which they remember they, they purify themselves in the water and they, they pray a prayer found in Micah seven eighteen through 20, which reads, who is a God like you, forgiving iniquity and passing over rebellion for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not hold on to his anger forever because he delights in faithful love. He will again have compassion on us. He will vanquish our iniquities and will cast all your sins into the depths of the sea. And you will show your, your loyalty to Jacob and the faithful love to Abraham as you swore to our ancestors from days long ago. And as they cast their, their symbolic sins into the ocean, that God will take it into the sea where it's a place of chaos. It's a place of, of no return. It's a place of destruction. The sea is in their mindset. So it's not like you can... No deep diving. You can't get your sin back. It's going back. It's, it's into the sea. It's gone. And he can forgive their sins. And they will recognize God as merciful, as just, as long of nostril. Remember that word long of nostril? The idiom meant slow to anger. And they will serve him as Hamalek. The king. And he is the only one who can forgive them of their iniquities. And on these days, we will partake in, in reading of the Torah. On the first day, reading about Isaac's birth and his banishment and, and the banishment of Hagar and Ishmael in Genesis chapter 21. And also reading about the birth of Samuel the prophet, found in 1 Samuel 1 through 2.10. Both readings containing themes of children being, prayers for children being answered. Remember, they prayed for children. They were barren and they prayed for children. And it was answered and these, and these births, both according to tradition, take place on Rosh Hashanah. 
And it will be a signify of a new year starting as birth begins, a newness. We carry on some of the same things into baptism, don't we? To raise, to walk in a newness. And they will celebrate this newness. And on the second morning, we're going to read about Abraham's near sacrifice of his son Isaac in Genesis chapter 22. And the so far blowing recalls the the ram. The ram's horn recalls that ram. Remember that ram that takes place in Genesis chapter 22? That takes the place of Isaac as the sacrifice. And they're going to remember the grace that was provided as God provided a sacrifice. And his eternal love. And they're also going to read from Jeremiah chapter 31. Which tells of God's eternal love even in a time of exile. And all this to prepare themselves for the year sacrifice. Which we'll, we're actually going to talk about next Sunday. Is Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. I've always loved this about the Jewish culture. Those in Orthodox faith, there's no such thing as separation. Uh, um, there's no such thing as, as, as not practicing what you preach. Those are, I mean, there are Jews that are just Jews ethnically, but not religiously. But in the Orthodox faith, you practice what you preach. There's ceremony that goes along with each of it to help remind them and to help teach and to help... And I love it. And if you're interested in the foods that take place on this day, and if you're interested in the rituals, um, you know that take place. There's more that we're going than we're going to cover. You can go. There's several books out there. Chabad.org is a great place to know, and you can see that in the show notes. If you go to our website, go to sermons, you can see my show notes. All my notes are on there. Always are every week, and you can see that website. And as I look at this ceremony, I think, that's great. I mean, who doesn't like getting a little history, a little little culture in your life? I mean, but if we end there, you guys could have got on YouTube and found out that. So as we gather together, we have to ask that question that I, I love asking, right? That, so what? That, what's next? What are my next steps? We have to ask these questions. Because otherwise, I mean, we just got information, and we don't need just more information. There's plenty of that online. What does it mean for us? What does this ritual mean for us? I mean, we don't participate in this Jewish ritual anymore. Though it will be taking place all over the, the world tonight and next two days we don't need to toss our sins into the water anymore why because Jesus has already covered our sins you may need to repent of your sins turn away from them but we don't need to toss them into the water he's already the the perfect 
lamb sacrificed. Jesus washed them away with his blood. We don't need to hear the trumpets to remind us to, of our sin. We've got the Holy Spirit living within us. That's what the Bible says, right? If you, you've accepted Him and He comes in us and makes us His temple. So we strive for sanctity. We strive to be holy because He's living in us. We don't need a wake-up call for that. The Holy Spirit living in you will lead you on the path if we're listening to Him will lead us on the path of righteousness, the path of life, away from those destructive tendencies. And if you're feeling like, well, I'm just a no-good, downgrade Christian, I can't do anything right. If you're, if you're in that destructive state where you say, I'm a, I'm a lousy Christian... Maybe you got some sin you need to forgive for, but that's not actually the Holy Spirit speaking to you. The Holy Spirit came to give you life, to lift you up, to walk before you. That's what the God says. Jesus said, I'm going to bring you a counselor. Remember that word? We talked about that when we talked about our spiritual gift. It's the same word that meant to come beside you. It's to walk beside you, to encourage you, to lift you up, to show you the path. And that's what the Holy Spirit's about. It's to walk beside you and draw draw you to the path of righteousness. Not to the path of of destruction. And so if you're feeling so depressed because you're a Logan sinner, well then that's not the Holy Spirit speaking. That's something else. Because God came to give you life abundantly. But as we're reminded of this festival of trumpet, this time of of encouragement, this time of celebration, it's a time in which we remind ourselves that maybe we do need a welcome call to put into action those things that we read about. I mean, many of you guys read your Bibles every day. I know you guys. Every day you're reading your Bible, which is fantastic. But if you don't put it in action, it might as well be a TV program you watch. Right? You watch that TV. The football game has no bearing on your life whatsoever. It will not change you, except maybe if you're putting a few bets down. What happens next on days of your lives is not going to change you at all. And if you don't put into action that, that life, the, the, what you're reading in the Scripture, what you're hearing the Holy Spirit say, then it might as well be days of our lives. Just information out one ear. So maybe we do need that wake-up call. Maybe we need that wake-up call. We need to put in action. We need to live life. Life will always look bleak compared to the end goal, right? That time where 
we talk about in Revelation chapter 21 and chapter 22, right? I'll let you read those on your own. It will always look bleak, and we look at our world today, and we say, well, it's worse. I can't imagine growing up in this society, and you know what? Your parents said the same thing about you guys, and their parents probably said the same thing about them, too. Life always looks like it's going downhill, and we'll always have struggles, and we're always going to have problems, and sometimes you're going to mess up. But it's a time of celebration because God is bigger than all of that. God is merciful. God is gracious. God sent his only son to die for us so that we may have life to its fullest. And what a blessing that is. And we need that welcome call sometimes to say, i got to remember that no matter what's going on out there, I have reason to celebrate. Because I'm a saint that sometimes screws up. Not a sinner that sometimes gets it right. I'm a saint. Called by God. You know that you're a saint. If you have Jesus Christ living in you, You are called to be a new creation. God is creating a new you. What more reason do we have to celebrate than God creating the new you? And you know what? If you're not dead yet, and if you are, you don't need to be here. If you're not dead yet, he's still creating the new you. What What reason do we have to celebrate? Blow the feastful horns, reminding us that we have a great God that we worship with celebration, with joy, and that we are called into the priesthood, holy because He lives within us, and we are holy because He is holy. And yes, sometimes we screw up, but you're a saint that sometimes gets it wrong. Not a sinner that sometimes gets it right. If you have the Lord Jesus Christ living within you, you, the Holy Spirit is indwelling within you. And that's why this is a celebration of the mercy of God, that he provided Jesus Christ to be that ultimate lamb sacrifice. So when we think about the blowing of the ram's horn, we think of that that took our place on the sacrificial on the on the the, the uh, for death. We think about what took our place, just as they remember what, as we remember what took Isaac's place. We remember what took our place, which is Jesus Christ. What a blessing! And you're thinking, I have no victory at all. There's no victory in me. Then it may be because you don't have Jesus in you. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you believe in Him. The Bible says if you believe in Him in your heart, confess Him with your mouth, then you will be saved. That's what the Bible teaches. Book of Romans. So we have victory in Him. And we have victory... 
when we do the will of God, we take those gifts that He has given you. We spent six weeks on the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Romans. Take that gift that He has given you and let it manifest in the church, in the world around you, and beyond. Let it manifest. And we have victory. And so we blow the horn in victory. I think of all the passages in the scriptures where we see the horn being blown, right? Like the walking around Jericho in victory. They didn't even pick up swords until after the walls had already fallen down. The horn is a sign of victory. And you have victory because you believe in Jesus. So claim that victory. Live the fullness that he has caused you to believe. Yes, if there's places in your life where you need to put that sin to death, do it today. Begin that process today. I know you say, well, I've done it a hundred times. I put this sin to death, whatever it is. You know why you're not, it's not working for you? Because you're trying to do it alone. We put on the shield of faith. We put on that shield, right? <clears throat> but that shield only works when you link it with other shields. Otherwise, the arrows come through. That's why the Romans would walk like this, and they'd put shields over top of each other so they could walk like this. And they'd walk together as a group. And that's how we're supposed to be thinking of life. We walk together. And so if you're condemning someone, pushing them away from your group, you know what you're doing? You're dropping the shield so they're opening up and that blood is on your hands. We don't condemn because other people have problems. We step up and say, I acknowledge that you have problems. Let me come up beside you and cover you with my shield. Someone else is going to come in and cover me with their shield as we walk together. And so if you've got a problem, you say, I put this sin to death. I put this sin to death. Stop putting it off. Get the help you need to put it to death. Get the accountability you need. And if someone comes to you and says, I need help, you know what you're not going to do? Twitter blast it. Not going to make a TikTok video. This person came up to me. No. You're going to come up beside them and help. Because we're celebrating something here today. We're celebrating that God is in us and God is with us and that we have a mighty God that is long of nostril, quick to be merciful, and we are free in Him. He has cast our sins as far as the east is from the west into the deepest of the oceans. And so we celebrate. So I want you to do this today as we go through our time invitation. One, I want you, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to do that. 
And you just, you know, believe in your heart, confess them with sin. If you've not joined the church, said, I want to make this my, my home church. I want you to, to, to do that today. I, say, I need to be baptized. I've never taken that step of obedience and baptism. I want to do that today. If you're online, you can request baptism too. Go to the website, LaughlinChurch.com. Next steps, baptism. You can request that. You will have to show up. Uh, I guess we could go to your house. But. But I want you to take this time. If you've got sin in your life that needs to be put to death, put it to death. Get the help you need. But I want you to take this time and not just wallow. I want you to celebrate that Jesus is victorious. Jesus rose from the dead and conquered sin and death for us. So we take this time to celebrate. If you've got a frown on your face, you're not getting it. Celebrate what God has done for you celebrate. Father God, I praise you today, Lord. I thank you for the wonderful gift that you have given us, that you died as a sacrificial offer for us, Lord. I pray that you help us to remember to, to live our lives to the fullest because you are, in, are our lamb sacrifice, because the Holy Spirit, you live within us, Lord. I, God, I pray that you just continue to bless us as we worship you. Lord, we want to be a blessing to you. So God, please bless us as we bless you. We seek your face. We enter into a time of celebration with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.